When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Bernard here. Just to let you know, at the end of this episode, we talk about how you can now buy tea towels that Magenta has designed. So this is a real product that you can really buy, and you can get them by clicking on the link in the show notes of this episode or by going to longcatmedia.com and clicking on the store tab. They're lovely things, and all of the proceeds help us keep making the show and keep us in cat food and all that. All right, jolly good. Now, on with the episode. Greetings, fans of the esoteric. Actually, I've had an idea. Maybe we, it should be friends of the esoteric. Friends of the esoteric? Yes, should we shake it up? We could do. Or well, is like, that not the point? Uh, are people supposed to get attached to a certain greeting? Well, I think there's something in that, isn't there? Because all of the YouTubers always use exactly the same greeting every time. And they all say they love you. Have you noticed that? Do they really? Love you! Bye! All of them. That's a bit strange. At the it? end. That's yes. very, very personal. And not only that, it's not just love you, it's I love you so, so much. Goodness me. Goodbye. I mean, can you imagine us doing that? Uh, no, not at all. I'm going to try it. All right, go later. on. It's going to be awful. It's going to be horrible. I all right, anyway. So greetings, friends of the esoteric. Mm, not sure about yeah, it's that. It's a bit like friends of the earth, isn't it? Well, that's all right. Yes, They're an all right bunch, aren't they? Yes. And welcome to another episode. Now, we've had a request from a listener on Twitter to recap the story because they're totally lost. Are we doing the story a bit too slowly, Bernard? Well, I, I mean, we could dedicate a whole episode to the story. But we have letters from the listeners, Bernard. Oh, yes. People in need, begging for our help. Desperate, lonely, smelly. Yes, true. Well, m- maybe the next episode could be a dedicated story episode. You know, nothing else, just story. Really s- sort of speed ahead with the plot, bring it to a heady climax. Yes, let's do that. So in this episode, we should... Not do the story at all. Yes, probably for the best. Letter time. Letter time. Letter time. Letter time. Letter time. On to the letters then. The theme this week is the heart says yes, but the head says no. So let's start with our dear friend Newton Green, whose head is battling with their heart, which is obviously the theme. I just said it, so that's good. Yes. Oh, oh. I should say, Divination Method is going to be the cat cards. So it's a selection of cards that have, uh, well, they're more like charade cards, Well, it's they? basically Pictionary with cats. It's a board game in which you, you know, you give each other clues and you you draw things based on those clues we should and you have be, to guess what it is. We should be bloody sponsored by these people because we've mentioned this several times now. It's probably the most publicity that The Cat Game <laughs> TM has ever received, I would have thought. I hope they're not, they're not evil. Imagine oh. if they're evil oh, what if and we're promoting them. If it's a front for something very sinister. Yes. I mean, you don't, don't trust cat people. Yes. I know we have cats, but, you know. Well, and, but we've had dogs. Maybe you shouldn't trust us. Let's cut this bit out. So, go on then, Bernard. Read Newton's letter. All right. How shall I, who shall I read this letter as? Well, as their name is Newton, how about, like, Newton... What, like Isaac Newton? Yes, <laughs> yes. Do, a, do an impression of Isaac Newton. I wonder what or he Or Newtonian like. fluid. That's the thing you taught me about the other day. What is, is it? it again? Uh, what, a non-Newtonian... Like lube, isn't it? A non-Newtonian liquid. Yes, what is that? I don't exactly know, but I know that custard is one of them. Because I remember that you can fill a swimming pool with custard and then you can run across it like Jesus, walking on water, except you're walking on custard. So it's thick 
liquid. Yeah, yes, but not all liquid supply. It, it's it, there's a specific set of properties that the liquid needs to have, and and custard is one of them. But I can't remember off the top of my head what those properties is are. Custard, the only non-Newtonian <laughs> liquid in the world. I don't think so, but I think it's the most famous. Imagine if custard is uh, has alien properties Goodness. that they're only just recognizing. Yes, maybe it maybe it sort of fell to earth on an asteroid. Like that's the theory for the first water, isn't yes, it? Yes, a tin of bird's eye custard on an asteroid floating through space. Well, let's uh, so who would play Isaac Newton in an HBO drama? Oh, that's a good question. What a sort of uh, someone with a period face who And he, he's a bit of a sod Isaac Newton. He's Is not he? a nice man. So oh. it would have to be someone who um plays sods. Uh so, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch or someone oh, like yes. that. Well, it's just very low and posh, isn't it? Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yes, there we go. So, uh, yes, do a uh, low, posh Benedict Cumberbatch playing Isaac Newton in an HBO drama. All right, all right. Dear Madam Magenta and Bernard, I'm about to finish my time at university and will be graduating in May. On one hand, I'm very excited to be finished, but now I face the new problem of what to do post-graduation. My original plan was to go into education, but now my head and heart are torn about the subject. My head says education is a good place to be with the degree I have gotten, but my heart wants me to try and get into something more creative. Which should I be listening to more? Thank you again for your responses. You have made my last years in university enjoyable by listening to your podcast, Love, Newton. Gosh, it takes all the warmth out of it, doesn't it? Yes, a very chilly letter, that one, wasn't it? So that's interesting. Creative can cover many dubious industries. I wonder which Newton is drawn towards. Although there's creativity in every job, isn't there? You can manipulate one's co-workers and yes. you can lie to one's boss. Yes. You can tweak spreadsheets. Yes. This is all creative. But uh, you were creative, weren't you, Bernard? Uh, I for was. those of you who don't know, Bernard was in a band. Were those wasted years, my love? Well, I no, I don't think anything's wasted. I think I, I think you draw from all the experiences that you have in life. Nothing's wasted time. It's all part of the the sort of patchwork of being. Yes, that's true. And and uh, your your having to diplomatically deal with your bandmates sort of helped you in future life having to diplomatically deal with other awkward assholes. Yes, it's sort of uh, management skills, isn't it? Yes. The, the, what do they call them? Transferable skills. That's right. Yes. So really, I mean, Newton, you could do something creative for a while uh, and then go into education none of it's waste actually no we're asking the wrong people aren't we we should we we need to ask the spirits really yes. all right so i'll get the cat cards so i just chucked them i lobbed them on the floor last time didn't i you did yes shall i do that again well it's it's a nicely sort of uh, leaving it up to uh, the fates isn't it Method well that's of... what we always do bernard yes or i could do the you know going into a trance thing well, why don't we do the going into a trance this time and then okay. we'll chuck them on the floor next time. Okay. Oh, goodness me. The green mist filling the room once again. Magenta. Magenta's eyes have rolled back in the back of her skull. Very dramatic. And now. All right. Here we go. Took the top one. <laughs> After all that. Just plucked the top one off. Well, I anyway. suppose it could be random and still the top one. Just uh, there you go. So here's what it says. Seven Samurai, Justin Bieber, <laughs> shaving your legs. All right, so let's analyse this one. So Seven Samurai. Yes. This is the story of Seven Samurai. Actually, I've never seen it. Have you not? It's no, but it's, a, it's, a, it's what all the cowboy films are based on. Pretty much, it? yes. Uh, Kira Kurosawa, uh, iconic Japanese director, 
uh, yes, a, a sort of uh, one of the the great movie plots, really, which is a, a, a group ooh, of villagers ooh. beset by bandits, and they recruit the help of uh, samurai. Of to a deal. wandering samurai, is that right? Uh, well, seven. It's a sort of seven super, of super group of of uh, wandering uh, sort of guns for hire. Uh, they're wandering together, then. Well, yes, they are. Yes, they're, they're sort of well, they're sort of assembled in the film. Yeah, so they're not just, it isn't just like, oh, like buses, you know, you're waiting for one and seven come along. Seven turn up at once. No, no, it is a hand-picked team. Right, I see. Just helping villagers against bad guys. Yes, that's right. Right. So what does that say to us in terms of going into education or um, <laughs> going uh, crea- into creative? The creative industries. Well, 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 well. The, so uh, Seven Samurai, it's a hostile environment that absolute experts can help them through. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. They had to recruit experts. So the, it suggests to me that maybe there's extra learning to be had uh, before one can be a, an expert. Right. Do you Goodness. think... That's not bad, is it? That's not too bad, yes. Seven as well. Seven is a very notable number. Very magical number, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, very magical, actually. It's the most magical of all the numbers. Yes. Yes. So there you go. The year, <laughs> that's the, the years of bad luck if you smash a mirror, isn't no, it's it? it's not. Isn't it? Seven years of bad luck? Isn't that not what I... Is it you... not 14? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's if you smash two mirrors, it's 14. What at once? Yes. What if you ricochet off one mirror and... Oh, that would... I mean, that's really unlucky. Fall into another mirror. Yes. Oh, in a house of mirrors, you're just ricocheting off the walls. It was like a domino effect. I mean, that sounds like something that would happen if you already had a bad luck curse on you. That's true. Or an inner ear infection. Yes. Yes. All right, and then there's Justin Bieber. Well, Justin Bieber was in a creative career from a very young age, and it didn't do him any good at all. No, no. <laughs> Although maybe he'd have been, you know... No, actually, it did do him some good. He seems fine. Controversial figure at times, but... Uh, he, he was seems... wearing that huge suit recently, wasn't Yes, it? goodness me, he looked like David Byrne. Yes, although it looked a bit less uh, on purpose somehow. Yes, maybe because it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> We just assume he doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, but uh, uh, who knows if he does or not. Um, So maybe this is to be interpreted as uh, uh, go for it, go for the creative career. So we've got two slightly conflicting things here. Become an expert in something, but that goes for creativity as well. Like you can't just start doing creative stuff and be brilliant immediately. No, no, you would have put in the hours. Yes, yes. So I suppose what it's saying is regardless of whether it's creative or education, there's a lot of learning still to come, my dear. Yes. A lot of learning. And then the last thing was shaving your legs. I I mean, that's a very voluntary thing, isn't it? Yes, and it's, it's, uh, to some, it... It makes them feel a lot better. And to others, it's conforming to societal expectation. Yes. So are you going into education or indeed into a creative field because you're conforming to what other people think you should do? Because a lot of people are in creative fields because they think it sounds exciting, to be honest. Yes, and then a lot of people don't go into creative fields because they sort of feel they shouldn't in some way. Yes, so there's people on both sides doing it for the wrong reason. So actually, the, the, the shaving your legs metaphor is the, the perfect metaphor for this, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So dig deep into your heart, Newton, uh, and are you responding to the desires of your own uh, self or to others or to impress other people as well. So you might be impressing your your granny by going, I'm, I'm going into education, granny. And she goes, well done. Oh, that's, that's very nice that's, dear, yes. yes. Uh, or impressing your peers by going, oh, well, actually, uh, I uh, felt owls for a living. <laughs> 
And everyone goes, oh, wow, you're unlucky. I, I, I thought you meant felt owls as in sort of massaged them. No, for a no, moment. no, you know felting, felting where you make yes. little creatures. No, I know, but for, for, the, for, for the briefest of moments, <laughs> I thought, well, I felt owls for a living. <laughs> in the past tense, yes. I used to feel owls. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but that was another life. They really benefit from a massage. Yes. Yeah. Well, they well they do. If you've seen an owl getting its head stroked, they love it. The I bet eye- all of them don't. I bet no. if you go into the wild, you come across a random owl and try and give it a massage. I bet it's not happy. You don't want to feel up the wrong owl. No. And let that be a lesson. Very valuable stuff right. today. Well, I hope that was... Uh, uh, this is an intriguing one because this is going to shape the next few years of Newton's life. Yes. So do, do stay in touch, Newton. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go on to the next one. So the next one is not head versus heart, but uh, we missed a few letters, didn't we? Oh, we did, yes. Yes. There was a few that sort of, uh, for some reason, we didn't see, and then now we're catching up a bit. Yes, although people do keep sending us letters about pets, even outside of pet season. Uh, Pets has been by far the most popular category that we've picked, hasn't it? Everyone's got a weird pet, and everyone hopes their pet is in touch with the other side as well, I think. Yes, some of them are, some of them aren't. I mean, they're like people. Most of them are useless. Anyway, right, so uh, the accent, for accent purposes, this letter says, I'm a native of the northeast USA near Philly, currently oh, right. living in Mexico. You can think Rocky. <laughs> God, that's a very distinct accent. Goodness. Plus Salma Hayek, sexy. How on earth am I supposed <laughs> to combine Rocky with Salma Hayek? Uh, try and do Rocky first. Adrian! I mean, it's, it's, it's quite an intellig- unintelligible... Uh... How about before he's been beaten to a pulp? Uh, uh, it's still quite a, quite a sort of... Uh, it's that, that sort of tone, isn't he, it? He's more loose-lipped. Try and sort of let he's your lips bleh. go floppy. Yeah, there we go. And then try and be sexy. I mean, Salma Hayek, uh, you know, she has very, very generous, beautiful lips as well, doesn't she? So maybe yes, this but will... she's in control of her face. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Dearest Madame Magenta. <laughs> it's in no way, in any yeah, way, Salma Hayek. That is maybe high, uh, Maybe high-pitched. Uh, I hope you and the spirits can resolve a minor mystery for me. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Like, when walking my dog, B- Biscuit. 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 Yes. He usually prefers to walk next to walls due to, to the dog news he can smell on them. We often pass a long high wall. It is white with a blue horizontal stripe about five feet above the street. As soon as we approach, he insistently pulls away from this wall towards the street. There are no other markings, doors or windows on this wall. We recently took in another rescue puppy, Georgie, <laughs> and, she re- and she does the same. She did not see him do this first. What happened at this wall? Or what is behind this wall? Thank you very much, Ricky. That was actually quite an interesting accent. In the, in the end. end, it was. It sort of took me a while to find it. Yes, <laughs> and we heard it unfold in real time. It was it, it was sort of sexy, I would say. Thank you. So this is very spooky, isn't it? So two dogs who are reacting very badly to this wall. To the same wall. So pulling away from the wall is interesting because going towards the wall normally means I'm going to sniff the urine splattered across the wall. It's not a great mystery, is it? No, but pulling away. I mean, that (gasps) does suggest something altogether more sinister. Yes. Well, let's go straight to the cat cards. Yes, they should be the perfect conduit. Am I lobbing them on the floor this time? I think maybe you should. (laughs) Wow. Ooh, uh, so which one are you drawn to, Bernard? I'll let you pick it up and read Uh, it. I'm going to go for 
this one. Ooh. So I'm going. I'm going to read these. Oh, interesting. Hello. So uh, the three uh, results are Iron Man. All right. Dog catcher. Ooh. <laughs> and riding a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Now the three a things dog, catch- <laughs> dog catcher dressed in Tony Stark suit riding a unicycle with a, with a, I'm imagining him with a sort of butterfly net. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. This is straight out of Looney Tunes. Yes. Uh, not even Looney Tunes, actually. Well, More like Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yes, it's very Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Chitty, chitty, oh, there bang, we go. Bang. I mean, that was incredibly accurate. Like, so spookily. I mean, there's a, a, a clear answer. Very little interpretation. There we go. The, Terrible things have happened to dogs. The They've Stark Industries uh, <gasps> armoured dog catcher yes. riding a unicycle was last spotted in front of this wall. That is the clearest answer we have had for ages. Sometimes the spirits just uh, give you, you know, almost with sort of clear references. Yes. I mean, sometimes they want to take you all around the houses and tell you a load of nonsense. Yes. And other times they're like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to tell you it was a man in an iron suit while riding a unicycle catching dogs. Yes, well, I mean, you know, no wonder they're alarmed. Yes. So you better keep an eye out for this person because, you know, it sounds like they might still be at large. Yes. Although they do say pets are sensitive to spooky things, don't they? But And they are. But they've also got brains the size of walnuts, which is worth keeping in mind. Yes. So their powers of reasoning, it, they're not great. They, they'd be equally as excited by the appearance of, say, a powerful angelic being as they would by fox shit. So has your dog noticed an army of cherubim descending from the heavens or is someone eating a ham sandwich nearby? Very difficult to tell. And have they sensed the presence of a terrifying dog catcher? Or, again, fox shit? Yes. There ham- might be a fox living on the other side of the road. That shat everywhere. Shat, shat out a ham sandwich that it found earlier. Yes, and they're just like, oh, that side of the road's much more interesting, so every time they just pull away from the wall, you see? So, it, you know, it could be either of those things. Right, next letter. This one's on topic. Oh, good. So it's from Guy. Uh, no indication over what voice to do. Although there is a mention of Jennifer Rush. She did a power ballad, so other people have done power ballads, include... Who's the one with the really croaky voice? Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler! Yes. Do, do this in the style of Bonnie Tyler. Don't ruin your voice. Yes, yes. You give yourself nodules if you're not careful. She did. Not. I need a hero. Oh, I'm holding up for a hero. That sounds like yeah. Marge Simpson. More than... <laughs> yes, do it as Marge. <laughs> All right. Dear Magenta, someone has paid for me to attend a session with a personal trainer. Say no. Just say no. Having avoided all forms of exercise my entire life... My heart is saying this is a terrible idea, but my head is saying it might be good for me. In a dilemma such as this, I usually turn to power ballads for a way forward, and Jennifer Rush, on the title track of her celebrated 1987 album, Heart Over Mind, has this to say, Time heals the wounded, and I know you will survive, indicating I should just go through with it. I don't like that answer, so I wonder if the tarot cards could offer better advice. I mean, that is what you do. You basically keep going with the divination until you find an answer you like. Very good. That is the point. Much love to you and Bernard Guy. I'm not sure about time heals the wounded. See, I'd interpret that to mean if you exercise, you'll hurt yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about interpretations, though. You can make the answer be whatever you want it to be. But let's get some clarity. 
And asking for clarity, by the way, is another way of saying ask until it tells you what you want to hear. Really. There you go, and then you have a clear answer. Yes, yeah, so do you want to pick a cat card up, Bernard, using right. your um, sort of psychic abilities? All right. Which I am passing over to you in a stream, umbilical cord of Thank psychicness. You. Wow, that, gosh, that was exciting. Yes. Excellent. Did you feel it? Uh, yes, it was like, like when someone walks over your grave, a sort of... But in a good way. Oh, in a good way? Yes, exciting. Like a, a pity... Um, Un petit mort. That's it. Yes. I was trying to think of the word. Couldn't. Little death. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, these are good. I, I'm enjoying these cat cards. So here are the three. Right. Uh, Jaws. Jaws. Gandhi. Gandhi. And stage diving. <laughs> I mean, don't those three always go together? What was the question again? <laughs> uh, basically, I know I should go and do some exercise, but I don't want to, is the question. Well, Jaws, they were all swimming, weren't they? Yes. And look what happened when they did swimming. I they mean, were very eaten bad. by a shark. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Gandhi. Gandhi. Gandhi didn't do any exercise. <laughs> and he had an incredible figure. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> Um, although a bit 90s, his figure. You know, uh, in the 90s, everyone was all about... Um, uh, the, uh, what, what was uh, The heroine chic. Was yes, the... yes, and being as thin as possible. So yes. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Yes, yeah, so maybe actually you should exercise, get a bit of muscle on. Yes, yes. I, I think Gandhi, you know, a very admirable figure in many ways, but perhaps not a... You not know, body goals. Not body goals, no. no. Although if you naturally look like Gandhi, I'm not criticising yes, you. Yes, exactly. Um, what's the third one? All bodies are beach bodies. Uh, the third one is <laughs> stage diving. <laughs> Do you think Gandhi went to the beach? Possibly. He doesn't strike me as a beach holiday man. I, he strikes me more as a sort of get things done <laughs> sort of a man. Do you think he never took a holiday? Everyone needs a holiday, Bernard. So maybe he should have gone to the beach. Yes. Anyway, what, what was the third one? Stage diving. Stage diving. So stage diving, also a very unhealthy activity that involves a lot of strenuous stuff, doesn't it? You've got to climb onto that stage. You've got to avoid security. Yes. And then you've got to throw yourself at the mercy of uh, the crowd. Who always will would fall over. Now, I don't know if you've ever been at a gig where stage diving has occurred, or even better, if you've ever actually, you know... Have you, Bernard? I have, yes. Oh. I have both stage-dived and been stage-dived on. Right, and what happened in these instances? Well, uh, for a start, I will tell you that stage-diving is an extremely, extremely uncomfortable experience. <laughs> really? <laughs> because, well, think about it. You're being, essentially, you, you throw yourself into an army of... Uh, human beings. Now, the the uppermost point of a human being who is not expecting to have a person land on them is their head. And <laughs> well, you did it without warning anyone. Well, no, no, no. But even so, they, they still sort of took. But you still come into contact with a lot more heads than you think. I suppose it's a drunk. It's a load of drunks, isn't it? As well. Yes. Drunk people. Yes. And uh, uh, and so everyone sort of they think, oh, it's all right. There's plenty of us. We can lift this person. But actually, a person is quite heavy to hold over your head. Are you saying you just fell straight through the crowd? No, 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 no. They did their best. But uh, I'm not a particularly large person. But uh, even so, I still felt you have like a very big head. I did feel like my head on its own was was a burden to these people. I, I felt like I was about to crush them. They didn't look very happy. And having had someone stage dive on me as well. I can tell you that it is quite hard work to keep them up because you, you know a person can only be in terms of sort of area held up by about five or six people. And do you resent it? Because I'd resent the hell out of it. What being stage dived upon? Yes. I mean, it's quite. I'd be like, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? I mean, you are sort of forcing your entire body into someone's face. You're forcing people into exercise. Yes. Which you should never do. Yes. Yes. So uh, there we go. I think that's. 
That's I I might be slightly biased here, but that that, that tends to be my well. I don't know. Gandhi is saying maybe build some muscle. Perhaps. And the other things are saying, but you might get hurt. Yes, and don't don't force anyone else to do anything they don't want to do, I yes. suppose. is the... As soon as you feel... You know they say push past the pain with exercise. Push past the discomfort. Yes. I think that's nonsense. Do you think that's a conspiracy? I think it's bloody weird. Well, we all have different levels of pain and discomfort as well, don't we? Yes. I mean, my level... I can put up with a hell of a lot, I tell you what. So yes. if someone said to me, are you uncomfortable? Push past it, magenta... I'd be like, well, my leg's hanging off, but okay. <laughs> and at which point you probably shouldn't be doing any exercise. It's probably not the healthy thing to do. No. So it's very hard to gauge one's own level of discomfort and what one should be pushing past. And then and then going, oh dear, maybe I shouldn't have pushed past it because I'm having an heart attack. Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. I just think it's very dangerous. So next letter, also not about the subject. Oh, goodness A nice me. short one. Jen from Seattle. Do a Seattle. Oh, do, do a Fraser K. Crane. <laughs> Fraser Crane. Crane. Niles, how, how do you do that? Or do Niles. Oh, for God's sake, Niles. Greetings. <clears throat> oh, yes, he did a radio show. He did a, he did a radio show, yes, he did. Mm. If your household spirit is unable or unwilling to identify <laughs> themselves... You sound like you're selling me something. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you've Are got you... Fraser. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. If your household spirit is unable... Oh, he's much deeper. I just remembered... <clears throat> He, it's very much. Yeah, he's quite. Uh, he does that sort of reassuring, sonorous, growl. sonorous radio voice, isn't it? Mm. Right. If your household spirit is unable or unwilling to identify themselves, more Captain Kirk. This are, are you allowed to give them a name? Should you choose a gender-neutral name? He did that occasionally, didn't he? Right. <laughs> Do they consider a pet's name insulting? Yours, Jen from Seattle. Oh, yes, there were elements There's of There's a bit of Fraser Crane in there a little bit. Yes. So this is interesting. So if your household spirit uh, is unable to identify themselves, do just start calling them a name. A pet's name? What would be a pet name be? Like Rover? Or yes. Like uh, one of those very traditional Fido. pet names. No one calls their pets Rover or Fido anymore. No. I, I wonder if... Uh, that would actually not be a bad idea. Because there wouldn't be any other dogs. If you're out in the park or anything, there wouldn't be anyone else calling Fido. You'd sound like you'd made him up there. <laughs> you'd sound like you'd, you'd invented Fido, it. Fido, Fido. You'd sound like a maniac yes. who was pretending to have a dog. You're calling a, the ghost of a dog from the 1950s <laughs> if you call out Fido, aren't you? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And then then you'd have to yell to everyone, no, I'm being post-ironic <laughs> or something. <laughs> that is his name. <laughs> it's an ironic dog name. <laughs> Are you allowed to give them a name? Well, it very much depends on the spirit, really. I suppose it depends on the sort of energy they give off, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, if they don't really want to tell you in the first place, they're probably not up for you giving them a little pet name. It's a bit like trying to talk to someone on the bus and they don't want to talk to you, and when they don't talk to you back, you decide <laughs> to you call what? them Marjorie. We'll call you Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> or Colin or yes. Rover. So, yes, there is an element of maybe leave it, but uh, let's ask the spirits. Uh, turn to the cat cards. All Bernard. right, yes. I mean, it's more of a question for you, that one, wasn't it? But uh, we'll see what the spirits say. Was it? Well, I think. Well, no, the spirits should answer. This is about spirits. All right. Yes. Uh, so the uh, the uh, the results on this cat card are gladiator, right? Adam and Eve. Can you Adam and Eve it? And acupuncture. <laughs> right. All right. Let's go through this. So gladiators were forced to fight against their will. Yes. Uh, although maybe it just means the spirits a gladiator. Right. 
which, which, in which case got probably a very long Roman name. Oh, that's true. Septimus Maximus thingamajig. But a lot of them were slaves from outside of Rome, you know. Oh, yes. So that wasn't their original name. No. So they would have been renamed uh, in order to, you know, fight in the arena, which couldn't have been much fun. No, so that might be very triggering for a spirit. That's true, yes. I mean, they probably haven't accepted their Roman name. And no. you've got no way of finding out their original name, probably. Because, you know, names carry a lot of power. If you know someone's name, you can call them in the park, for instance, and yes. they'll come to you. Yeah. Fido. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're on tricky territory here. At the moment, I would say it's saying don't give them a name. Best what's, not to. What's the second one? Uh, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Well, Adam and Eve is Cockney rhyming slang for believe. Like, yes. So you go, would you Adam and Eve it? Would you believe it? Yes. Uh, so I, I think he'd be, maybe he's a Cockney. This could be a Cockney spirit. Yes, yes. Who, who give names, rhyming names to things that already exist. <laughs> I like that we went for that interpretation rather than the biblical interpretation. It's good. Very oh, yes, I forgot about them. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, Adam and Eve, some would tell you, if you believe such things, that those were the, the very first of all names, really. Yes, so God had to do the naming, didn't he? Yes. He had to go, I've made these things, what am I going to call them? <laughs> Fido. Fido. <laughs> no, that'll sound silly. Yeah. I'll call them Adam and Eve. I wonder how he chose. Do you think he had cat cards? <laughs> yes, or sort of Scrabble tiles or something, just random assortments of letters. Maybe, but God's control over Adam and Eve led to a lot of, you know, tricky situations. That's true. Because he tried to micromanage their every move. He did, didn't he? Yes, and then he punished them for... for the, uh, their own human nature. Exacting free will, Exactly, yes. So I would say it's not it's not up to you, my dear, maybe to give them a name. That's probably what it's saying. Isn't it? I think probably be respectful by not giving them a name. Yes, just calling them "Oi, you." Or that's you. what I do, dear actually. sir slash madam. Yes, although actually that's quite old fashioned. Now, it is isn't it? very very binary, isn't it? Yes. So no, probably not. So I, you know, I when I want to talk to them, I just go, "I can feel you in this room. I can. Don't pretend you're not here, you bugger." And yes. then I start talking to them. You know, respectful. Yes. What was the third one? Acupuncture. Acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just saying, my dear, maybe you need to unwind with a little bit of acupuncture. Can be very effective. Yes. Very good on my neck muscles. I get a stiff neck and acupuncture is excellent. Well, that's just me sort of like uh, uh, having a go, really, isn't it? But you find it strangely relaxing. So uh, yes, yes. Don't do that at home, kids. No. Because you could hit a nerve, yes. which, which we've done before, haven't we, Bernard? We have. I'm sorry about that. Well, you know, it's, it's all right now. Yes, I mean, your hand's working again, isn't it? It took a while, but we're there. Yes. All right, so next letter. Wow, we're, I was about to say we're rollicking through these, but we're really not. We're, no, I don't <laughs> think we're ages. taking our sweet right. time. So let's, let's uh, pick up the pace. What voice does a really fast voice? What's a really fast voice? Um, yeah, Patrick Moore, famous, the famous astronomer, had a very fast voice. All right, he? do the next one as Patrick Moore. All right. Tell me this, madame. Should I follow my heart and move forward in a deeper relationship with my shiny new partner? My luck has been spotty through the years in this particular department. Plenty of participants, few of supreme quality. This one is adequate in nearly all ways. Or heed my head and cement my toes forever in singledom, where I may dabble in lovey-dovey when it suits. Not the preferred method. I'm a monogamous sort with long-term goals. Breathlessly awaiting the universe's response through your adept psychic connectivityness. Many thanks. That works brilliantly. Patrick Moore's rather good, isn't he, for this? Yes, let's do him for the rest of it. Oh. You know, I would actually say that you've answered this yourself, my dear. Oh, the, the, you didn't say who this was from. Oh, uh, this is from uh, the mysterious V in Mississippi. 
Mo oh, there's a story attached to this. Monica given to me by Sir Barry Gibb during a live-streamed video interview in 2015. Apparently, Valerie was too difficult for the interviewer to pronounce from my Twitter-submitted question. <laughs> that interview was a bit of a twit. So someone saw your name, Valerie, and said, that's too difficult, I'll just call you V. Yes, that's ridiculous. I think uh, Sir Barry Gibb needs a new uh, assistant to help, because <laughs> that's rather poor. All right, well, I think uh, V or Valerie, uh, I'm going to be brave and pronounce your name, Valerie. Yes. I think uh, you have actually answered this yourself <laughs> because you don't want to do the dipping in lovey-dovey because you say you're a monogamous sort with long-term goals. Yes, right, there you go. Yes, so I think you've answered it. But let's see what the cat cards say. All right. I mean, it's a sort of tarot. There's cards. It's There's fine. cards, yes. All right, so uh, number one is The Martian. The Martian, right? Yes. So things that are a bit alien to you, perhaps? Yes. Number two is Undertaker. <laughs> oh, oh dear. And, Something is dead. And number three is Croquet. Very polite. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what this says to me is... <laughs> God, having to do speed readings yes. is actually freaking me out. Something alien, something death-related and something polite. Well, something is dead to you. So maybe actually monogamy is dead to you now. You've tried it. You haven't enjoyed it to a certain extent. So even though you feel like you're the monogamous sort, maybe it's time to try a few other things and see which of those things, you know, suits you. And there's lots of things you can try. Uh, although it's getting people to agree to them. That's the, that's the <laughs> difficult thing, isn't it? Or, yes. Yes, I mean, uh, there's your, your classic two people having a relationship. Yes. Then you can add more people. Uh, you could have a relationship with another person. But you have your primary person as well. Yes. And you can just keep adding to that, apparently. Or you can not have a primary person and you can just sort of dabble. Yes. Or there's lots of different things. But yes, like I said, it's actually convincing people that uh, they want to, you know, touch you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, you know, as we know, as we know, is not always the easiest thing. They say that women can always find something, you know. Well, they say that, don't they? Yes. Yes. It's not everyone's experience. Right. Mm. I think desperate... Touched, starved loneliness is actually very common for most of the planet, <laughs> to be honest. I think so, yes. But, you know, you you go for it, Valerie. Find out the things that are dead to you. Maybe it's monogamy. Find out the things that feel very alien to you. Maybe it's, you know, pan-dimensional uh, relationships. Yes, pan-dimensional uh, relationships. Well, you know, that's another, that's another option. You don't have to have a relationship with a corporeal being. Yes, if you're the sort of person who, you know, is gift with, gifted with uh, the abilities to tap into such things. Yes, have a go at that. Yes. See what answers. And what was the last one? Croquet. Croquet! Ooh, well, you know how to meet people, my dear. Hobbies. Right. So, join the local croquet... Lawn. Lawn, yes. Or club or whatever yes. it is. And you might meet some people who are into swinging. <laughs> you, uh, yes. Uh, not uh. just swinging mallets. So, this is the last letter, Bernard. The last letter. Just just go into it with P Sir Patrick. Just go into it with Sir Patrick. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> greetings. I apologise for sending another inquiry. I would like to request your expertise on the subject of evil haunted dolls, because I consider every doll to be haunted and evil. Are malicious haunted dolls always inhabited by the spirit of an evil person? Are these dolls ever just driven to evil after the soul of some poor normal bastard accidentally got stuck for decades in the tiny plastic body of a terrifying clown, frilly Dickensian-era street urchin, freakishly pale baby, etc.? Should I be pitying these menacing abominations instead of longing to drop-kick them into trash cans? Yours, Jen. Oh, what an interesting question, Jen. 
question. Although I do wonder about all dolls, because if you were an evil spirit, you're not going to get, go into a Cindy doll, are you? Or a Barbie. It, if, Disco I, Barbie. You're not going to go into her. I mean, it would be quite an interesting choice, wouldn't it? What about the uh, uh, the film Small Soldiers, 1998? Oh, that's a very good film. That's a very good film. Now, that, that featured a good sequence where sort of evil um, uh, munitions chips... Uh, were put into. You don't have to do the entire synopsis. Yes, and, and they will. They Wikipedia were... does exist. Yes, right. but they put. There's a sequence where they put them into a collection of uh, sort of um, uh, Barbie substitutes, isn't it? They're all voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh yes, and they, yes. they become kind of freakish Barbies. Yes, yes. Oh, it's such a good film. It's very good. It yes. really passed under the radar. We really do recommend it. Anyway, um, so the question is, should I be pitying dolls? Yes. Or, or putting them in trash cans. <laughs> Well, I would say they they probably don't need your pity. <laughs> no. They're doing fine. There's absolutely loads of them. They I... could take over if they wanted. Yes. And, you know, actually, if you are a, a spirit who wants to embody something... Yes. It's better you go for a doll than you go for, like, a living thing. I, I'd have thought so. Because... Or a car. We know what happens when evil spirits get in cars. Yeah, There's been lots goodness. of very factual films made about that as well. Yes, yes. Yes. But uh, you, don't want, you don't want it in your fridge either. No. And, you know, your appliances that you use every day. Imagine if your phone was haunted by an evil spirit. Oh, It'd be how a pain annoying. in the arse. Pain Just in the arse. Buzzing, vibrating constantly. Yes, creepy messages coming up. Ugh. Ugh, awful. So I would say it's actually a good receptacle to keep the evil spirits in. Right, a doll. Yes. Yes. I mean, they've got to go somewhere. And yeah. kids have got to learn as well. <laughs> yes, so what's you saying? So get an evil spirit into a doll and then give it to a child well, it's a bit as like, a life lesson. It's a bit like when they say, you know, get a pet for a, for a kid. So that when the pet dies, the child <laughs> go, understands well, about death. And so you go, well, let that be a lesson to you. We all die. <laughs> Which I always thought was a bit of a strange thing. Like, can't you can't you enjoy the pet? Yes. Does it have Does it have to be about the? Could end? you not have maybe just told them about death rather than putting them through the trauma? No, of... you've got to see it. Yeah, I see. Yes, in fact, the of... best thing to do is strangle the pet in front in of the front child. In front of them, right? No, that's that's a little dark. I apologise. Um, but yes, so it's better to give them a haunted doll, so that they can learn about. That sort of thing. Do we want to see whether the spirits have any oh, opinions? Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's ask the spirits through the cat card. All right. One final cat card, and here we go. What does it say? The Phantom of the Opera. Oh! Uh, politician. Oh! Yeah, haunted dolls. Mm. And liposuction. <laughs> well, it's going to be a little hard. The Phantom of the Opera. Do you want a phantom haunting an opera house, or do you want it haunting a doll? A doll. Yes. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, politicians. Politicians. Oh, well, pfft. we have what looks like a haunted cabbage patch doll for our prime minister, don't we? We do, and we have a, a what do they describe uh, Rhys Mogg as a haunted Victorian pencil? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Jacob Rhys Mogg is, the, uh, is a, a very prominent member of the uh, uh, evil Conservative Party driving our country into the ground. Yes. Yes, it's it's actually uh, tragic and awful. Yes. <laughs> so do you want your haunted dolls to be running the country or do you just want them, you know, in a child's bedroom? Yes. And I think we know the answer to that. And the last one, liposuction. So let's talk about what liposuction is and we might eventually come to an answer. So it's the process of sticking a tube in someone and sucking out their fat. That's right. It can go quite wrong, you know. You can get bleeds and all sorts. Oh, goodness. It is actually uh, more dangerous than people think, which I think is most surgical procedures. Uh, you know, of the, the plastic surgery kind as well. So, oh, and what else is made of plastic, Bernard? 
Uh, haunted dolls. Haunted dolls who are more dangerous than you'd think. So right. put them in the trash can. Okay. All right. So in the end, we're coming down on the side of putting them in the trash can. There's an absolutely massive insect in in the room. Oh my God! Where did oh, that goodness. come from? How long have you been in What's here? What's that? It's just it's a wasp, I think. Oh. Christ. It's okay, right. right. Well, we're going to deal with the wasp. All right. That's how we're leaving this time. <laughs> so right. put your haunted uh, oh, dolls in the bin. Love you. Love you. Love you lots. Big kisses. Big wet kisses. I love you. It does feel a bit strange, doesn't uh, it? Oh, we need to hawk some tea towels. Oh, shit. Yes. That wasp is still here. But anyway. So, yes, I've actually got some merch. I got it ages ago. Yes. <laughs> and we haven't bothered to put it on the website or anything. So we are going to do that. And you can buy them. It's a Madame Magenta tea towel. We've used it to dry the, the plates and things. It's not great. <laughs> no, it's not particularly absorbent. It it's, sort of moves water great. around a plate. But rather. it's very decorative. Very good. Actually, it'd be good for polishing glasses, which is quite appropriate because, you know, your cocktail glasses. Ah, yes. And it's got... Uh, I designed it. Didn't I, Bernard? Yes. You're better at design, but I did it. Oh, it's got some very useful advice on it. Yes, it's got my patented palmistry um, um, palm technique thing written on it. So you can use it for your esoteric fiddlings and then clean up afterwards. Very good. Yes. All right. So love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep. Yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials. The arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not gonna believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.